a typical day in my life is so much determined by the calmness of the day made up of a clear, safe and an attractive environment which is taken care of by everyone of us. Yeah, sure. Now I then realized over here that as much as climatic action is advocated by people like as young as Greta Thunberg mm-hmm. and other activists in the world, I had a chance to solve the threatening effects of climatic change at my closest level. Hello everyone, welcome to Youth Life Saga podcast series where we bring you close to young people who are self-driven to show an impact to their communities and also letting them share their incredible stories. I'm so grateful to introduce you to my today's guest and he's none other than a community activist, a young champion of the United Nations Sustainable Development Goals 4 and 13 through waste recycling and being part of the provision of quality education and someone that I love to call a dearest friend. David Dennis, welcome. Thank you so much, Razak. I'm you're so happy to be here. You're warmly welcome. It's such a pleasure to have you here. Now, I want to start right off by asking a curious question of my own. Uh, please tell us a bit of who he is and uh, where has David come from to become who he is right now? I'll use these three adjectives to define myself. Initiative, courage, and perseverance. I'll find out on various occasions I could come forward to unveil challenges so easy in an area, use them as an opportunity to create a solution. Sometimes, as small as a noted family stability and creating more happiness and family engagement just through a competitive game mobile app. To more impacts, uh, like being part of a solution to the world's UNSDGs 4 and 13, which have always interested me. Through a community service volunteering program, I'm taking part during my gap year. 22 years ago, I was born to the youngest and I really believe the loving young mother and dad. And then named David, and that was after the king of Fort Goliath. <laughs> <laughs> so, my father was an athlete and uh, also worked at Bonite Butler's Coca-Cola company in Moshi. Huh. Uh, by then when he met a beautiful young woman, <laughs> yeah. we shifted from a village to a casa housemaid in Moshi. That's a fascinating story. Uh-huh. After a while, then we shifted to Arusha in Karatu. Uh, there, my younger brother was born one year and uh, exactly 10 days after I was born. Mm-hmm. So then after that, uh, we shifted to Arusha down 17 years back. Now that was a stage that took me closer to realizing myself and going after my future. I was enrolled in a nursery school mm-hmm. uh, where now I started developing communication skills, various abilities. Now, the fascinating story was when mm-hmm. we had a homeschool. Mm-hmm. My father would arrange flip charts at our home. So in the bedroom, you'll find uh, alphabets. A wow. to say number one to ten, you know, all those vowels. Yeah, yeah, sure. We always had timetables. So you have from morning after taking tea, you go you go inside study, mm. it teaches you, uh, then you go for break time at ten AM mm. in the morning, then you come back, we have breaks. So it was typically a school. So uh, just before I went uh, in a real school, mm. I was already aware of a lot that I was going to meet in school. Okay. So that made it uh, very easy for myself and my younger brother to do well in the exam in school. Wow. So I remember when in 2005 we joined Standard 1 in a government school. Mm-hmm. The first time uh, my younger brother was the first and I was second. Yeah. 
the last time I was first, you were second. You see, we went the competition. Very competitive. So uh, I remember that was the last time I was at the school because I got a scholarship after then to start uh, schooling at the School of St. Jude in 2006. Now, right after stepping my foot inside the School of St. Jude 13 years ago, new stories of my life have been created ever since. Yeah. Oh, what a fascinating background story. But unfortunately, my parents separated six years ago. Mm-hmm. Since then, I have lived in a strong and well-taken-care family with my mother and two siblings. I'm so sorry. Ever since I was now challenged as a firstborn, to act as the father of the house and had very greater responsibilities to take care. What a flashback. At listeners' advantage in details, what kind of initiatives have you so far put forward into your community, David? After finding out tons of waste here accumulation at landfills, now the proximity of people's neighborhoods, which posed a lot of health and environmental problems, I grew passion to environmental activism. And this passion came out of solving challenges for the community and curiosity into learning new things every day. Oh. And now this is the story. Oh, sure. Now clinical research revealed six out of ten people who lived in areas close to waste landfills were diagnosed with or once contracted respiratory problems, while the others fell victim of cholera and other fungal diseases. These are very scary data to find out. As much as African countries are getting populated and neighborhoods have less managed waste at their area, mortality rates will scale up in the next few years just because of carelessness. Mm-hmm. A total shame. Now, I was then driven to solve these challenges at our best approach. I noticed tons of waste here dumped at the landfills from my own neighborhood, just like I said. My father owned a small vegetable farm, unfortunately, contracted a respiratory disease. Mm-hmm. That led to a difficulty in breathing at times for himself. This farm had provided food in the family, shrank in the shortest time it was left unattended. Now, this is the craziest part. The municipal council, even after so much complaints, wanting them to shift the wasteland fields, they did not. I developed a solution to my neighborhood, aiming at keeping them from contracting respiratory complications, including now my own father, by keeping the neighborhood safe. I wanted to take out the hair. I made the scientific research that enabled me to find alternative utilization of the hair fibers. Uh, I was studying physics, chemistry, and biology at my advanced secondary. Mm-hmm. And uh, we have a topic called uh, biochemistry and biology. So here you study the composition of uh, proteins. Here is one of the proteins. Yeah, I didn't know that. You know, I'm poor in biology. <laughs> and, uh, Proteins have nitrogen, have oxygen, have all these uh, phosphorus, sulfur structures in them. Mm-hmm. Now, if you have all these elements, you, you, you can make fertilizer. Mm-hmm. Then you can find macro and micro elements mm-hmm. to make fertilizer solution. So now, that was number one hit to make a fertilizer solution mm-hmm. out of the hair. Quite interesting. Yeah. So now then I went directly to recycling the hair to produce natural products that help my father's farm increase health yields. With the recycling innovation, I was now able to come up with an effective fertilizer solution and a short-term effective pesticide and herbicide solution. Here again, I was able to target and become of help to my agricultural engaged community 
that was consisted of many mm-hmm. local farmers. Mm-hmm. What is more important than entrepreneur being able to solve a problem next door? Mm-hmm. The happiness is far more being part of innovators that take the struggle going for 10 of the UNSDGs. Climatic action. Tons of waste years are already recycled, leaving my neighborhood safe and reducing the number of respiratory patients while providing an alternative utilization of the waste air to my community by supporting their family. Now, this initiative is taking me far uh, to becoming the youngest entrepreneur and an innovator, which is making me the youngest CEO and the co-founder of Cut-Off Recycle. Wow, what an interesting innovation, you know. I couldn't even think that human hair could actually be uh, be turned into something usable like uh, like fertilizers and. And yes, certainly, you know, you know, people are thinking of witchcraft. You know, Africans, <laughs> you know, African people tell them that you're using hair. It is certain that they would think of something like that, you know. Now, uh, at listeners' advantage and uh, most importantly for investors, can you mm-hmm. give a, a one-minute pitch about cut of the cycle? <laughs> Cut-off Recycle is an innovative environment venture that aims at turning tons of sulfur and used human waste hair. That ends up at landfills, posing serious environmental effects, leading to monthly health complications to people. Mm-hmm. While providing a solution to problems that will lead to climatic change by waste management, our venture recycles that human waste hair to produce agricultural products such as an efficient fertilizer solution and a short-time effective pesticide. Our natural hair fiber reinforced concrete technology used to make building blocks provides the best alternative building blocks for construction of buildings with less resource requirement such as cement and soda at a relative lower price. Oh, cheers to you, brother. If, if I was an investor, I would actually put my money into that. Yeah, and actually they are mostly welcome for investments. Oh, sure. Wow, what an interesting... Uh, clever and innovative impact. So David, apart mm. from running uh, your human hair recycling project, who else is David as a figure in the community? A lot of children who came from less privileged families didn't go to school. Uh, now thanks to the government, now schooling to secondary education is free. Yeah. But now, with even that, large numbers of students in school are attended by very few teachers in a school. Yeah, sure. Now, a mathematics teacher in form one uh where you teach yeah. you attend uh, mm. how many students in class attend like uh 70 students per stream per stream yeah. that goes to 490 students yeah, sure. of all streams now you see that ratio yeah, sure. now again now thanks to the school of st jude for initiating a community service programs where now high school graduate school volunteer teaching in a government school yeah. before going to university of which we, we, yeah, are, we are both participants yeah. to this the program has been so effective in the fifth year now yeah. hundreds of thousands of students all these years have been impacted by program in arusha and the two other neighboring yeah, regions yeah, sure. going back to realize the debt that i had enrolling the program was not just an option for my safe benefit but for my community. Mm-hmm. At the school I volunteer, 891 students have been into my class. And I have not only filled a gap of missing biology teacher, but also improved learning activities for my students with creative and engaging teaching activities, which are competency-based and student-centered. Mm-hmm. I'm a witness to that. I've also been able to make students work on their 
strength and their weaknesses mm. developing them to make better versions of themselves mm. uh, we have been uh, working uh, with my fellow volunteers to improve their leadership skills uh, and also motivating english speaking in the schools we gave some of our best students also to apply for african leadership academy mm. in the winter first finalists thanks to god uh, that was the first round and we really hope that uh, in the future you can get uh, some of our students from the government schools being enrolled uh, wow it is really interesting that the fact that you have the fact that you get it, your your best students to apply for for an opportunity like yeah wow well, i'm so proud uh, so because uh, you know this was a project we did together and uh, yeah, sure. at first we didn't expect to have any of the students to reach as far as uh, to become finalists you know yeah. you know you know most people in Tanzania believe that opportunities like those could be easily grabbed for i mean with with students from international schools, schools yeah so yeah. little do they know that uh, even we have potential students yeah. in uh, in local schools, schools who are competent schools, enough yeah. to grab the opportunity so Very that's true. really interesting yeah so i know that uh, you're on your gap year and you are working as a teacher and you're volunteering as a teacher so yeah. And currently the schools are at shutdown. Mm, so, yeah. so like, what initiatives are you doing right now to to keep engaging to your students? Oh, wow. Uh, so during the lockdown, we have uh, uh, again been able to engage with our students with uh, home study packages, mm-hmm. where, which we prepare them and uh, uh, through WhatsApp groups we created for uh, year one to year four mm-hmm. in secondary school. We give them homeworks mm-hmm. to do and also we give them study notes yeah. uh, so for those who have no access to whatsapp and smartphones we prepare printouts wow. at the school where through a carefully arranged process we distribute them to parents uh, physically so physically wow. so all of them are engaged keeping them busy at home this time yeah, yeah. Uh, these two initiatives are what I'm proud of to wake up to. Wow, those two are quite an impactful initiative. So mm-hmm. now, David, I've known you to be uh, a very motivated and uh, a structured young man. So now, bring us close to where you are, where you derive your inspiration as a young man who has ambitions. Mm-hmm. Uh, thank you for the compliment. I'm so much inspired by my own community uh, that I grew up in. The hood yeah, has sure. raised me. So, <laughs> yeah, so this is where my inspiration comes from. Uh, this is a kind of an inspiration that gives me a drive from within uh, to always think bold and wake up to even call in rainy mornings, mm-hmm. do something. When when I was enrolled uh, at the school of St. Jude, years passed and I was so marveled by the kind of person who had put down such an initiative for thousands of low-income year achievements, Tanzanian students to access such a quality education Exposed with plenty of opportunities, the founder of the school also ensured Gemma with the background story of starting the school with three students and now evolving to 2,000 students and about 300 tertiary scholars in Tanzania based the high qualified staff inspires so much. Mm-hmm. Now, one of the episodes in our podcast series, she says that a drive and push was to always see the school survive each next day. This was the same reason mm-hmm. that inspires me. To reach my ambition. Oh, you know, Gemma Sisi is really a figure to learn from, and uh, mm. I'm quite sure that she is an inspiration to many people. Oh. You know, um, 
I'm so moved by her heart to give, you know. You know, you can't be you can't imagine she provided over two thousand care packages mm, to, yeah, yeah, sure. to her students. Mm. What a, what an impactful woman. Mm. Now, David, you have talked well about your your inspirations and your your impact to the community, your engagement to the community. Now, can you share a bit uh, of your interest and uh, I mean, what else you do for fun? Mm, fun fact: most people will say David will work after work. Yeah, sure, I will also say that. It typically means always working, but uh, for sure I do a lot of extra things. Uh, mm. out of passion and personal interest and collectively that is what is making me busy mm. and an active young man mm. Mm. I've liked shooting videos and taking still pictures since grade 6 in fact my dad had a mini digital camera of which most of our family photos we are taking from uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, just found out that uh, literally that I had mm. 3 days old picture of oh, myself wow that's, that's yeah. quite interesting now uh then when i moved to secondary school seven years ago i know i developed stronger interest in videography photography and journalism uh, i started journalism in filming club uh, yeah, I remember yeah. most people who studied at the school of st jude here in this school remember what uh Yofi club and uh, well, here we made the uh, weekly school headlines in uh, uh, school newsletters filmed special school locations, including the 2015 science fair, which was a great success. Yeah, that, that's unforgettable. Mm, directed educative uh, shows, did a lot of photo shoots, and participated uh, in production of Swahili drama, mm-hmm. uh, whose cast to were students. Mm-hmm. Uh, I barely remember the name of the movie. <laughs> uh, then, now, then we participated in uh, 2015 and 2016 annual career fairs at the School of St. Jude. And one of our best projects showcase both these times. I loved it so much and spent a lot of hours into learning more about video and photography. Even after I finished my high school, yeah. uh, here I met the best photographers in Tanzania, uh, best videographers. I've met just around going around and the curiosity into learning, yeah. and I look forward. Probably into creating a film production studio wow. in the future. <laughs> yeah. At all actresses and actors out yeah. there, David is your man. <laughs> sure, sure. Uh, from the interest into photojournalism and videography, uh, together with serving my community, now I then initiated a community project called Media for Street Children. So a, a quick recap of this. Uh, here, our team is so focused uh, at bridging street children in Arusha town with the government NGOs and other donors and stakeholders who are directly or indirectly involved with the matter. Mm. What we do, uh, we act as the voices of these vulnerable children through our social media platforms. So you go to Facebook, Media for Street Children. Uh, we use wow. and encourage a child rehabilitation technique rather than placing these children in centers. Wow. After proving for a long time, these children went to the centers, they would run away because that is kind of life they are not used to. Yeah, sure. So. Uh, imagine implementing a project in one month where these children have stayed in uh, streets for years. This is typically impossible. Okay. So what we did uh, with the help of professionals, we did uh, rehabilitation. We rehabilitated these children and uh, we also reconciled them with their families. So most of them could just run out of the families, but we have another group who didn't have totally f- uh, families or relatives to keep them. Okay. So what we did, uh, we traced back their families, uh, in the background <laughs> stories. So we reconciled about 
17 families which I'm proud today mm. that uh, will take back these children out of the streets. With support of donors, we put these families under our financial care, including educational support to the rehabilitated children. Now, isn't that the reason enough to be happy and uh, proud? Yeah, of course, absolutely. That's a great achievement. Mm. Oh, now, I've always also liked uh, listening to music. I listen to a lot of music. Who is your favorite artist? I listen to a lot of music from Brandtown. Mm. I listen to Barna Boy. I listen to Pat Ranky. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Oh, you know, it's it's quite interesting that uh, you've that you listen to, to artists who are, who are inclined to Africa and uh, mm-hmm. what's more fascinating about uh, about your favorite artists is that they are influential figures for change in Africa. Mm, sure, sure, very true. But also I did a lot of sports at secondary school, uh, playing basketball, but not quite as good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but mm-hmm. I, I really love running. Yeah. Uh, they say that it's in families, but my father was, was an athlete. Yeah, I see. <laughs> and now, but now he's, he's a running coach. Wow. He has his team. Uh, I formed the school running team and participated in uh, inter-school cross-country competitions and also other races like the five-kilometer run at Kimanjaro Marathon. Yeah, which I participated since 2004. Each year, until I always participate uh, in the Gorongoro half marathon, coming out with a good finishing time of 19 minutes, five kilometers. Wow. In the middle, too. Yeah. Oh, what a nice hobby. So, I've quite a busy life. Yeah, sure. I guess I'm interested with everything that I do. Now, with all the uh, passions and uh, interests that you've shared, David, can you tell us uh, where do you get the curiosity from? Mm. You know, it came so surprising to me when uh, back then I heard that uh, someone told uh, someone told me that only a quarter of everything in the world was what was known to us. Oh. Now, imagine yeah, the not. other three quarters was something we never knew. Mm. Now, at that time, I knew it was like I was aware of everything, of so much. But this is still the spirit of learning new things every time. I'm a good writer, and uh, to become the best at it, uh, reading is always important. And mm-hmm. always ready to challenge the status quo and take initiative to pursue new ideas. My curiosity has led me to explore opportunities such as academies, workshops. Uh, various one-to-one talks on various areas, including leadership and entrepreneurship, mm. which are very important uh, kind of lessons that youth this time to get. Yeah, sure. Now, I've always been so interested also in attending such gatherings where I learned so much about leadership and entrepreneurship, mm. which helped uh, me to understand and get close to my cause. Anything I'll be focused at has always put me closer to finding more about it and giving myself a chance to learn new things each day on any various sources. Even after, even during this uh, lockdown where there's less contact, I've enrolled into online classes. Learning is always oh. the best thing as an innovator, entrepreneur, and a leader. Mm-hmm. You have to opt to, and I'm curious at that. Wow, that's very interesting. What a curious mind. Very few people your age can actually put their minds into something productive as what you're doing. So that's really interesting. And to the listeners listening, 
right now this is a very good note and a nice lesson to learn from david thank you so much Okay, as you're getting through to the end of this episode, uh, I really like to ask David uh, one of the curious question of my own. So, David, uh, I know you're you're a man of principle, mm-hmm. and we really like mm-hmm. to know what kind of principles of life are you binded to. Uh, uh, this is the best question I've had in a while. <laughs> <laughs> I should say, uh, <clears throat> all my life to date. Psycho friends and people around me have always mattered so much. Mm. It has made the man I am right now. For sure, I'm raised in a Christian family. So much emphasis on attitude and manners that are acceptable. My father was always, uh, he would always challenge us to become disciplined. And most times he would motivate us, uh, like best citizen in the house every month. Wow. <laughs> get praised. But again, we could equally be punished for any misconduct. Mm. I can remember my dad for that. I had less friends that, uh, at that time, and I cannot understand why. Yeah, yeah, sure. My hood was not safe. Drug addicts and school dropouts that my parents kept me out of. Yeah. There were so much of them. Yeah. Now, as a grown young man, now I have been able to be selective with the friends I keep around. All friends I've ever had were equally good mannered and fortunately we are always a, they had something that we could do together wow. we initiated projects we did something together principally all my friends are ones who are who were busy at something just like us now most times i'm so disturbed also with the fact that uh it is hard for me to say no this is however what kept me so busy but I do have my priorities. Mm. Yeah. But again, whenever you're working with me, nothing is impossible. Yeah, really. Like learned, you know that. Yes, I really learned it from yeah, you. Bro. Yeah. So I'm always positive at whatever we do, putting all our minds together. Of course, absolutely. Everything, the efforts, I know everything is always possible. Person. What a nice principle, and I, I think even listeners can uh, really pick some good stuff from this. Yeah, David, you know that most of people are, are getting chance listening to our podcast, and our good feedback has been coming through, telling us they learn a lot from our guests. Now, can you please share a piece of advice to young people during this time? that the pandemic is affecting the world. Mm, I should say thank you very much for this chance. Welcome. So many people are locked down inside in their houses right now. And these may pass out without proper utilization. Remember that as long as your age is as young as gives you a chance to do something, there is a lot to work on, a lot to make sure that your days in this lockdown are important and well utilizable. Come up with new ideas. Use the situation as an opportunity. Design your own workspace. You wake up to every morning or late night. And then create something you'd be proud of. All in all, make every minute count now. That is an opportunity for you to do something. Wow, what a beautiful advice that David has just shared. Remember that as long as your age is as young as it gives you a chance to do something, make every minute count. 
wow, that line is gonna stick with me for the rest of my life. Mm, wow, I'm very glad. Yeah, thank you very much, David. Thank you so much. I'm so happy to be here. It has been a, a pleasure and honor to have you here. Mm. And I'm so excited for your achievements and I'm looking forward to see you making more impact to the community. Thank you.